I'm here with the Honorable Judge Stephen N. Knight Jr., James Hanks Media Network, Western Judge Village, Andre O'Malley, um, here with you today. J judge Knight, how did you get started in law? Well, first of all, uh, thank you for this opportunity. Um, my passion for the law started at a very young age. Um, my father, uh, who was a judge, um, shadowed him, saw an interest in the, in the courtroom from a very young age, going to the courtroom, uh, seeing what it's like being in there, and um, just kind of growing up watching shows like Perry Mason, Matlock, even like T.J. Hooker, Magnum P.I., and just had a feel for criminal law primarily because that was always interesting to me. Um, later on, I went to John Jay College, uh, which is in uh, Park Slope in uh, Brooklyn in New York, and uh, there was a pre-law criminology type program. And around that time, um, everything was kind of focused on the law. So if you all remember, uh, the trial of the century around that time was the O.J. Simpson case. So there was heavy media coverage. And that was one of the first uh, cases I remember um, on television. Um, you know, I remember, you know, different things happening prior to that. Um, but I re that was one of the first um, trials I saw on TV and had a big interest even more uh, in the law. Uh, went on to John Jay College of Criminal Justice, and um, there at John Jay, uh, majored in criminology and psychology, and they were different programs there and courses like in forensic psychology, forensic science. So just really started getting more and more embedded, and during that time, of course, still shadowing my dad. By that time, he um, had um, or started his uh, law practice, uh, the law office of uh, Stephen Knights, and so just kind of, you know, really diving into different areas, family law, criminal law, and just getting a feel. So my passion stemmed, I would say, from as early as maybe five years old, you know, in the law, and it still continues today. And um, the courtroom is a place, it's a safe space for me. I'm comfortable in the courtroom and definitely, um, you know, want to continue to do what I've seen good judges do over the course of my life, which is being fair, impartial, following the law, and certainly um, being respectful and punctual and expecting the litigants and the participants to uh, come into court, respect the courtroom decorum, and just do what they have to do so that uh, matters can be handled and resolved. Now, you grew up in Ghana. Now, most people get it confused, Ghana and Guyana, um, one in Africa and one in Central America. Well, right? I think I think you got it confused. I got it confused <laughs> because <laughs> it's Ghana is in Africa. Okay, and that's not where I was born. Uh, I was born in Guyana, which is in South America. And so people do get it confused. Um, Ghana, Africa, Guyana, South America. Now Guyana, here's a here's a Jeopardy, um, you know, pop. Uh, quiz question for you. So Guyana is the only English-speaking country in South America. So it's right on the top uh, of South America, which um, it's to the, uh, the left, the neighbor is Venezuela, and to the right, the neighbor is French Guyana. So, of course, most countries in South America, you may have, you know, Spanish, Portuguese, you know, Dutch, other languages, French, but uh, in Guyana, it's unique because um, 
it was a colony of England or Great Britain, the United Kingdom. So independence was gained in 1966. So that's just a, a brief, uh, quick history lesson in case you're ever on Jeopardy, uh, but primarily grew up um, in uh, New York City and um, then uh, made my way to Michigan uh, and then ultimately uh, settled and Georgia's my home, has been my home uh, for uh, 18 uh, plus years or so. Okay, now, um, when I first met you, I think it was about five or six years ago, you were serving as a lawyer in the Clayton County um, area of Metro Atlanta, right? Um, right? Now, you spoke about how your father started his own practice and that inspired you to start your own practice. What were some of the challenges that you faced in becoming a lawyer and becoming a lawyer in such a area where, you know, law is may not be seen as a value or asset? Well, there's a lot of parts to that question. Um, so for me, um, my beginning of my career, I was an assistant solicitor general. And so as an assistant solicitor, um, technically what happened was prosecuting uh, misdemeanor uh, matters uh, in Clayton County in 2006, and uh, then went on to become a uh, an assistant district attorney in the Griffin Judicial Circuit. And so I, I was primarily the, uh, what was known as the drug prosecutor. So I did um, major felonies, uh, trafficking from possession to possession with intent to trafficking uh, drug offenders. Um, so I did that uh, and then made my way um, to the district attorney's office in Clayton County where um, handled all type of uh, felonies, murder, armed robbery, rape, child molestation, and the works, but always have my eye on ultimately going on the criminal defense side primarily. So I was a prosecutor for about seven years. Uh, and in 2012, uh, my wife, uh, Keisha Knight, she had already started a law practice, the Knight's Law Group. And so technically, I joined her law practice, so it wasn't per se or never was my law practice. It was her law practice. I came on board to do primarily criminal defense, civil litigation, personal injury, dog bites, uh, those type of matters, and um, also a little bit of immigration and any litigation matters on the civil side. So for me, I was fortunate enough um, to uh, step into an already established law practice. So it wasn't a challenge per se where folks may have to work from the ground up, uh, though I did see uh, my wife uh, work her way through the beginnings of a, of a law practice, but uh, she also had uh, several different uh, role models and, and folks to follow the blueprint of. So during the time um, when I was in private practice at the Knights Law Group, I was also a magistrate court judge in Clayton County. And so I was able to preside uh, over matters, um, of course, civil matters, value being f up to 15,000 and criminal uh, matters such as first appearance, uh, preliminary hearings and bond hearings. But I could not practice law in Clayton County because of course that would be a conflict. So I practiced in all of the other counties uh, throughout Georgia. So for me, um, I'm always, uh, you know, um, passionate about the law profession. And so for me, um, I think that 
a law firm or a lawyer is always a valuable asset in any area. I always, in court, I always say to folks, you know, during arraignment, this is their first encounter in the courtroom on their matter. And I always say, hey, if, if I have a leaky faucet, you know, leaking pipe, I'll call a plumber. Of course, I can go on YouTube and watch a video and try to do it myself, but I might have the wrong wrench. I might not have the right screw. I might not caulk it correctly. I, I, I don't know. So the same as in the courtroom. The courtroom is an arena of legal professionals. And so lawyers have three years of law school. They have to do a professional responsibility exam. They have to do a character and fitness um, process and pass that. And they also have to continuously every year do continuing legal education courses to maintain that law license. And the same for judges. Judges have to go to trainings and maintain the knowledge. So it's not as easy as watching a TV show and jumping up and yelling objection. So for me, um, lawyers are always important. And um, if anyone is in the courtroom setting, a lawyer can be uh, the best person to rely on to guide them through the process. So, you know, just in answering your question, certainly uh, a lawyer in the courtroom setting and a law practice is always needed and same for judges. Judges have to be fair and impartial and follow the law. So those are things that, you know, I always stick uh, with following the black letter of the law, making sure that folks are being treated fairly uh, and being fair and impartial and treating everyone the same as, as I would want to be treated. And I saw throughout my career how uh, good judges uh, preside in their courtroom. Now, you uh, basically just recently became the uh, uh, honorable judge, a state court judge yes, of sir. Henry County. Tell us about that journey and the transition from being a lawyer to now being honored as a state court judge of Henry County. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely humbled and honored for um, Governor Kemp's appointment to uh, this position here in state court. Um, but, but I will say that I'm no stranger to being on the bench. The first time I was appointed as a judge was in 2012. And um, during uh, COVID, I was appointed in 2020 to Henry County uh, as, a, as a magistrate court judge here in Henry County. And so uh, during COVID, it was uh, kind of a different time period because court was not uh, live. So it was Web, uh, WebEx and Zoom court. And so the challenges, as you can imagine, were there with folks being maybe technologically challenged or having to be, you know, uh, tech savvy, having folks turn on their screens, muting folks who may, may or may not say appropriate things. So while still listening and, and um, hearing um, facts and evidence being presented. So that was a, a unique time period, which I believe uh, kind of gave me a, a good handle of how to uh, be able to multitask using technology in the courtroom, because once uh, COVID, uh, there was more of a handle and uh, being live back in the courtroom, there was a balance or a hybrid of folks being online and being in person. So being able to juggle uh, both of those uh, platforms of court I was very interesting and uh, gave me 
a unique skill set and, and quite frankly gained a lot of uh, techni uh, technology uh, savvy, being technologically savvy. Uh, while uh, I was a magistrate court judge, I was also covering here in state court for the state court judges. So for you know almost three years, I was consistently every month um, coming up from magistrate court and covering matters in state court. So I, I won't say the transition was easy. I will say the transition was smooth and uh, me being ready on day one because I was already doing the job on a, let's say, a part-time type basis because of my coverage. So I understood the various calendars. I covered um, DUI court matters. I covered probation revocation. I covered arraignments, traffic arraignments, serious arraignments, bond hearings, motions, bench trials. So I covered the gambit of everything in state court. So the transition was more natural and smooth for me, and I'm grateful and thankful uh, for the opportunity to continue to serve in a full-time and um, stable permanent role as, as Henry County's newest uh, state court judge. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, now, as a state court judge, you know, as chair, what is your, what is your, what role as a state court judge, and what is a state court judge, what role do you play as a state court judge, and what is your that's a great question. So a state court judge is a judge who handles both criminal and civil matters. On the criminal side, uh, there are misdemeanors. So misdemeanors are offenses that are uh, punishable uh, from um, one day all the way up to 12 months in jail uh, or up to a $1,000 fine. That's the range of punishment. Uh, on misdemeanors. There's some high and aggravated misdemeanors that the penalty may be more than a thousand. So certainly misdemeanors are criminal offenses. Uh, there's also traffic offenses like your speeding or failure to stop at a stop sign. Those are also covered in state court uh, as well as uh, some county ordinance matters. On the, of course, you know, bond matters can be addressed, uh, bench trials, which is the judge only presiding here in the facts and evidence and uh, making a determination of guilt or not guilty. And then, of course, uh, the pinnacle of criminal matters is a uh, jury trial. And so jury trial, there's six uh, citizens, uh, Henry County residents, making up a cross-section of the county, both the state, which is the solicitor general, and the defense. Uh, they will select the jurors from a panel of jurors, and once six of those uh, Henry County citizens are agreed upon by both the state and the defense, we have a jury trial. The state has the burden of proof. They must show beyond a reasonable doubt that that person who's the defendant committed that offense. So it's the state of Georgia versus Joe Citizen or Jane Citizen, and then that person they don't have a burden. They don't have to present evidence if they don't choose to. And at the end of the trial, the jury decides guilt or not guilty, and then the court uh, is responsible for any sentencing or um, next steps. And so that ends a criminal matter until or unless it gets to the appellate level courts, which is uh, Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court in Georgia. Here in state court, on the civil side, um, I handle matters ranging from 
uh, personal injury matters, which could be car accidents, it could be contracts, disputes, it could be maybe a dog bite matter, slip and fall, premises liability, medical malpractice. It can also be appeals from the magistrate court. And so those are the two areas, uh, criminal and civil, uh, that I handle uh, here in state court.